1: the soc it's the state of combat podcast on cbs sports with your boy the brian campbell back at it back with a bang on an already loaded week for combat audio in this space but you know we always have tricks up our sleeves and another one for you this week all box all bang all the time a boxing interview bonus episode coming your way right now with WBC unbeaten heavyweight champion Deontay Wilder ahead of Saturday's must-see pay-per-view rematch with Luis Ortiz. Look, anytime you get Deontay on the show, it's going to be a wild, colorful experience. To this day! To this day! To this day! Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. yeah, to this day, brother, you're going to hear that again, Wilder. Getting you fired up for the rematch. The idea of potentially losing further big business against Tyson Fury if he doesn't come through against Ortiz on Saturday. Uh, what what Both fighters are willing to risk. Wilder has heard Luis Ortiz say he's willing to die in the ring if he needs to. That's how much this rematch means to him, Wilder. Uh, He gave a colorful response to that as well that you don't want to miss, but it doesn't stop there. We're also going to hit you up with an interview with uh, Boxing's Everyman, a guy's story who you need to know. Of course, it's 130-pound WBA champion Andrew Concio. We know him. He's going to be back on the zone this Saturday defending his world title against Rene Alvarado in a rematch. But to get a chance to sit down with Concio and really just – Chat up the idea of him still keeping that full-time job with the Southern California Gas Company, hoping that this is the fight that not only gets him closer to big business, the idea of all Southern California brawls with the likes of Leo Santa Cruz or Miguel Perchelt, but getting him out of that full-time job so he can do the box, uh, you know, day by day, every day, full-time, and devote his full attention. It's an incredible story of a guy who... Has quit the sport multiple times, and he talks about that. But found his passion. Has his family behind him. Has the people at work behind him. He's on a unpaid vacation this week in order to finish off training camp and do the media rounds and get ready for this fight on Saturday. Maybe this will be the fight, like he says, that gets him his family into that house, that gets him to, uh, you know, punch out on the clock that one more time on the day job. So can really focus on his career. We got Deontay, we got Concio, but as I mentioned off the top, this is one heck of a week for the SOC. Please dip back in the archives. Check out our Wilder Ortiz boxing preview show with Rafe Bartholomew. Check out our Pro Wrestling Survivor Series preview with myself, Adam Silverstein, Jack Crosby, and please do not forget Wednesday's bonus episode, A different interview pod special, if you know what I mean. It was Stone Cold Steve Austin dropping by these parts. Getting you fired up for his new interview show on the WWE Network. And that breakthrough talk that he has with The Undertaker. So many of us are are fired up to check out considering The Undertaker's... uh, I don't know, the the protected nature of his character throughout the years uh, hasn't really gone this route of the shoot interview. Also, you're going to get Stone Cold talk about CM Punk's return to WWE. lot of other stuff to get into there. But for right now, it is all about the box. It's all about Deontay Wilder. We know how he gets down. And we're going to hit that up right after a word from our sponsors, from our friends on the other side. It's the WBC heavyweight champion, the always colorful Deontay Wilder coming at you right now. Yeah. Enjoy. All right, Deontay, in the last couple of years, man, your career, it's gone to a whole new level from the idea of becoming a pay-per-view A-side, a crossover star. What did you bring to the sport of boxing that wasn't
0: there before you? I think what I bring to the sport of boxing that wasn't there is, you know, the ultimate excitement. The ultimate, you know, ass whooper, a guy that'll tell you what he's gonna do to you and actually do it when the night of the fight happens. You know, I'm a guy that brings drama to the to the heavyweight division. I bring dramatic fashion knockouts. And when you when you're a heavyweight and you bring a dramatic fashion knockout, you know, you're fulfilling people's need, you're fulfilling their hunger, their desire when it comes to the heavyweight and see a fight. You know, and I think I do it the best. I'm forty one and over forty KOs. Every man that stepped in room me, I'm knocking out and knocked open the cabinets. So, you know, when you have a guy like me, you know, I'm a blessing to the heavyweight division.
1: We know you have knockout power. We know about your personality and charisma, but it seems like you're more prepared to be a star than than most fighters or really anyone I've seen in recent years. When you look at, like, at your upbringing in Alabama, how much do you think that prepared you for this role? Now that maybe from the idea of being more than just a fighter, but being a entertainer and a celebrity.
0: I mean, if, uh, being in Alabama, and you know, my, my roots have, have definitely prepared me for not only my position as a heavyweight champion of the world, but being a man in life, being a father, you know, a motivator, you know, a God that inspired people. You know, There's so many things that come with me. You know, my grandma said I was anointed by God years ago. And, you know, my 30s has been some of the best years of my life and I've seen so many different things. I've understand so many different things. And, you know, with having knowledge with certain things, if you apply to life, if you apply it to life, it make you wise. You know, it's no such thing as being old and having and, and 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 being wise, because you can be an old fool as well too. So you know, I think my rules have definitely prepared me for this situation. The saying is, if you can make it in a big place, you can make it anywhere. But I beg to differ, because I feel if you make it in a small place with no resources, you you ready for the world anywhere you go. So when you get in a big place with uh, multiples of resources. The sky's the limit. I'm gonna ask this
1: one as generic as possible, Deontay. Who is Luis Ortiz? Luis
0: Ortiz once was considered aka Boogeyman BKA King Kong. And you know, Ortiz for me is a uh he's a great fighter. He's a respected fighter because nobody wants to fight him to this day. But Deontay Wilder, I'm the only fighter that have given Luis Ortiz the opportunity to fight for something that's worth fighting for, you know, fighting for his biggest paycheck to go support his family. You know, Luis Ortiz is uh, is a guy he come to fight each and every time. You know, he have a brave heart, a brave spirit, and a brave soul, and that's all you can ask from another opponent. You know, getting in the ring. You know, what other, what, what, what else can a a fan of boxing, ask for when they're coming to a fight or paying their money, whether they are at home watching TV, to see, you know, a gladiator fight, another gladiator. And, you know, that's why I bless Ortiz with an, another opportunity because no other guy wants to fight him. So he's still considered the boogeyman. Although I've debunked that name for myself, but it still lives on because no other guy, even still after me, no top 10 fighter don't want to fight him. They say he's old, but my thing is if he's old, then whoop his old ass and get on with it. But they don't want to do that. They complain and moan and make up excuses. And uh, I think it's going to be a, a wonderful, no, I don't think I know it's going to be an amazing fight, just like I, just like it was the first time. And. Uh, but this, the, the second time around, is just going to be a more dramatic fashion of a knockout.
1: Deontay, you rallied in that first fight to score a late stoppage. In your opinion, why is this rematch necessary?
0: This, this rematch is necessary because he's still one of the best in the world. He's still, he's still one of the top heavyweights in the world. Again, none of these top ten guys want to fight him. There's only been one guy to call him out after that, after he lost and he was an up-and-coming guy, and, and then they called his bluff. You know, when Ortiz accepted that, they still ran. They didn't want to fight him, so it was just clout chasing. You know, so with this fight, with his caliber, you know, with his mindset and his skill level, shit, this, this, this made for great TV here. This fight here, so it's a no-brainer to why not fight him, you know.
1: Ortiz proved in that first fight he's an incredibly dangerous challenge for you. But this is such a unique situation in that you've already got Tyson Fury on the horizon. This February rematch has been announced. Everyone's confirmed it. There's a contract. This has happened, yet you still have such a dangerous fight in front of you first. Why do that? Why announce this Fury fight when you've got such a, a tough matchup with Ortiz to get by before you can take that fight?
0: You know, fighting Luis Ortiz and, and announcing it and telling people that we're we're, we're fighting next and coming out with everything... You know, a lot of people said I was crazy. You know, a lot of people asked me, why why, why are you doing this? Why going in such a dangerous fight? You know, so many people say the same thing. When you have a, a, a fight lined up with another guy, why not take the easy road just like all the other fighters are doing? And that's the thing about it. All the other fighters are only doing what they can. You know, they only want to get by for me when I look at boxing I look at my legacy you know as I hold my daughter in my hand she will be say, this she will be able to say that was my father my father was a great man he he was legendary he feared no one he knocked every man out he was undefeated while retaining his title <laughs> I leave behind something for my children a legacy. I'm building generation wealth for them now. So with that being said, I'm just a different breed. You know, I come from a different place. These guys right here, they just want to survive. But I am the predator while they are the prey.
1: Is there any caution, worry, or any emotions to the idea that if you lose this fight, you lose that Fury rematch potentially?
0: Anything. Here, anything is possible. You know, it is life. And sometimes life brings you things you know that 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 come out of nowhere but I have no fear uh, I've been in the ring with this man before the first time I know everything that he's going to do why he's going to do it When I fought Luis Ortiz the first time I had a severe flu I was very weak I even was spinning up music mucus coming out the the ring wall so, in my mind, in my head, if if, if I could still survive with him uh, 10 rounds, and, and especially in a moment where he had his best moment in the seventh round and I overcame that, just imagine me being healthy. Just imagine me coming in there even stronger than the first time. And with that situation and what happened, me being so ill and still being able to knock him out, I mean, that's a confidence builder. It's a booster. You know, he can't handle me when I'm sick, so how is he going to handle me when I'm I'm my strongest? So, uh, (laughs) I can't wait. It's going to be an amazing fight.
1: Round 70 of your first fight with Ortiz was the only time we've seen you in legitimate trouble. What was going through your head as you were struggling to stay on your feet?
0: Yeah, well, a lot of people... A lot of people get it misconstrued between being hurt and being buzzed. Being buzzed is what it says it is. You buzz. <sighs> being hurt is more of you like, you're a little bit... i never been hurt, but I've had a lot of other guys that have been hurt, and I've hurt a lot of guys, and they explain to me being hurt is like being delusional. Like, you really don't know where you are. You're trying to put yourself together. You're trying to get your head back together. You're like almost on the... Uh uh-uh, uh, baby, you on the verge of you you on the you on the give a hook up you on the verge of 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 getting knocked out, and for me, uh, Ortiz buzzed me, you know. But I was still talking to my myself in my inner voice in my head. I told myself, make sure you smuggle to him, because I know if I smuggled to him, he wouldn't be able to release off his punches. He wouldn't have a, a full length of uh uh. Of, velocity of coming from his punches so it wouldn't affect me enough another thing i was telling myself make sure you see the referee and the referee sees you because he's going to stop it with this situation and how it looking because i was all over the place i was ducking dodging, getting out the way he was hitting me at times and i know how bad it looked it looked even worse on tv as you out on the outside looking in. but i was telling myself make sure you let the referee see you get in punches here and there there you go, Deontay, come on, you got it, let's go. That's it. And then when that bell rung, I went back to the corner and said, that ain't, that's all you got? I was still talking stuff when I was going back to my corner to let you know I'm not done. This is nothing. My brave heart, man, my will, my determination to win is amazing. It's off the charts. A lot of guys are not gonna be able to beat me. Many think they have the blueprint of beating me. <laughs> But all that have came has failed. It wasn't it. Whether I was <laughs> big in weight or the smallest in weight, it didn't matter. Like I said before, my power is tremendous. Many guys that fight me, they have to be perfect for 12 rounds. I only have to be perfect for two seconds. And then bam, baby.
1: Ortiz said it himself, Deontay. His mistake in the first fight was conditioning. How different do you think he can look in this rematch after improving that?
0: Well, he got to be careful with that because some, he can overtrain himself. He can exhaust himself before he even get in the ring with me. You're going to need all the strength and all the you know, stamina you need. I hope he's working on stamina exercises. Everyone has to have an excuse. I, you know, when, when guys have an excuse like that, you know, about, you know, them not being in the best shape, when you train for me, like, Early before it was time for it to even fight. How can you not be in shape when I only had two and a half weeks to fight? That don't make no sense to me. But every man has to have an excuse to 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 have confidence in himself to build that confidence back up. Man, it was I gotta get in better shape. I gotta get him and he he definitely knows the measurement of shape that he has to get in the face of a guy by the name of Deontay Wilder because he know Deontay Wilder come to play. don't, and He know Deontay Wilder not coming to play. He know Deontay Wilder's coming to do some serious damage. Even talk about killing a man. But that's just my mindset. That's just the way I am, so good luck on that. Because where I'm sitting, I don't think that was the problem. The problem was I was the better man, I was the smarter man, I was the faster man, I was more determined, I was more hungry, and I'm a king. And when you were king, you get off your throne when it's time for battle. And when you're done, you take your armor off and you sit your ass right back down. And it's time to eat. And that's exactly what I did.
1: Deontay, the big quote heading into this fight is Luis Ortiz saying, I'm ready to die in the ring if I have to. He's essentially saying this rematch means so much to him and his dreams and his career that he's willing to whisk, risk it all. How do you respond to that? And I'm glad,
0: he's, I'm glad he said that because I'm willing to kill him. And People know my determination. They know what I'm about. I say it all the time. I say it with, 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 with no regrets. I say it with no remorse. I say it with no sympathy. Because when I get in the ring, I will have none of them. And people, you know, they, they, you don't really mean it. I mean every word that come out of my mouth. So by him saying he's willing to die in the ring, to let me know what type of warrior heart that he has, and I'm glad he I'm glad he accepted that contract of willing to die because I'm willing to try to do it.
1: I talk to fighters a lot, Deontay, about that transformation you need to go through from regular guy, family man, to warrior once you step through those ropes. Now, for you, that transformation seems even more dramatic than normal. When you become the bronze bomber, what happens inside of you? How do you describe that?
0: Man, when I when I transform, my mindset transforms. When the transformation is happening, I feel different. I I, I feel... I feel immortal. I feel like someone that, it's an indescribable feeling. Every time I try to describe, you know, my transformation of becoming Deontay Wilder to the Bronze Bummer, it it just, it's one of those situations, one of those feelings that you can't really fully describe. I don't even think my vocabulary is big enough to even put a word to it. It's just a feeling that I have, it just, it, it feels, Crazy. I'm ready to hurt someone. I'm ready Ah to... oh, man. I... Brown's mama don't play around. He don't take no mess. And when it's time for action, it's time to handle a business, just don't stay in his way. Don't get in his way when he's trying to ac- accomplish or something, or complete a mission. Or anyone would feel the wrath of me. Mm.
1: Deontay, how would you compare your punching power uh, it, it, historically, how would it compete with the greatest that we've seen
0: in the sport? You know, many many have said that I, I'm the I'm now for sure considered by far the hardest puncher in boxing history. Period, and I agree. And you know, I never seen anyone with such power, such explosiveness that's coming, such velocity that come from my punches, and when I connect to oh, face, no! and when. <laughs> when when fists connect to face and the structure of the bone that comes in this man's face it's amazing feeling to feel it and to see the reaction that comes from that even more amazing each and every time i'm trying to have a dramatic knockout so when i see his body or any other opponent body on the canvas my next reaction to see what's gonna happen i've seen many shake i've seen many (laughs) c's i've seen minis just stay there look like they was dead And that's just the excitement that comes with me. And uh, I think the world is going to be waiting to see what kind of reaction happens (laughs) when I lay Ortiz out again.
1: You've had a lot of success, Deontay. That obviously means you also have your haters. They're there. They bring it. From the beginning, it was you couldn't box. You don't have the chin for this, all that stuff. You've been able to to overcome so much of that and prove yourself. But do you still hear the chirping of those haters today? And if so, what are they harping on? What are they they focusing on that still gets under your skin?
0: I mean, you're going to always have haters. I mean, especially when you're doing something right. I mean, a hater's not going to disappear and when you have haters, the only thing you can do is grow with them. You can learn from them. All my life I've had haters, even before I've even accomplished that, anything in life I've had haters to tell me what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do, who I'm going to be and who I'm not going to be. And with me, I'm a type of person that I love proving people wrong, especially when they speak about me because they never, they never understood me. And maybe they never will the way I think, the way I talk, the way I move, I'm a strategic mover. (laughs) When people describe me, the ones that close to me, if you ask anyone that's close to me, you ask, describe Deontay, they'll tell you I'm unpredictable. So with the haters, you need them. But I can for sure say that as many haters I have, a lot of them have turned into lovers, you know? And I think each and every time I come out and display my talent amongst the world, each and every time I come out and release my energy on interviews or even if it's in person to people, each and every time I show them a true champion, not only inside the ring, but on the outside of the ring, I'm gaining more love each and every time. No matter whether it's here in my country or where it's in anyone else's country, the love is growing. You know, some people's going to be stubborn and, and, and still, you know, want to see the flaws in you. But that's okay, though. You need those people, too, because one thing for sure, all talk is good talk. And uh, we need the haters. Keep hating. But I love my lovers. I'm the type of guy that you can. I can have. I'm the type of guy that I can have. a. I can have. I'm the type of guy that I can have a, 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 a 99 people say good about me, and that one person that talk negative, I'm going to respond to all my positive people before my negative. I, never, I, I don't respond to negativity. I don't allow it around me. I have many things on me that protect me against negativity or negative energy. <laughs> so with that being said, as you see me now, I smile. I smile now and I smile forever. Everything I do, I do it for my children. I'm not worried about what people say of me or what they think of me. Many things have grown up deaf ears for me. Like I said, I've been hearing things since ever since I was a child, so I'm very prepared and I'm well trained. So anything come my way, I'm ready. So bring
1: All right, special thanks to the Bronze Bomber himself, the WBC champion, Deontay Wilder. Man, so fired up for this rematch against Luis Ortiz on Saturday. As I mentioned, that chat I did with Deontay was in the car uh, on the set, on the way to uh, PBC face-to-face on Fox, please check out that episode re-airing all over FS1 this week to get you fired up for the fight. You heard Deontay's daughter on his lap chirping in, in and out there, but uh, a fun chat, man. I mean, when he's, when Deontay's getting real and saying, I'm glad Luis Ortiz is willing to risk it all and die in the ring because I'm willing to send him there. I'm willing to kill him. no. I say that with no regrets. End quote. That's some serious business right there. That's some um, some scary stuff. And that is the reality of the sport. That is the reality of of who Deontay Wilder is with that generational power, that legacy, uh, the you know legendary power, if you will. That seriously would compete in any era. We know what he brings to the table. But uh, wow, the man's got killing power. And if he doesn't kill you, you can probably leave your brain damaged. Thank you, Big John Fury. But uh it should be fun theater this Saturday night on Fox pay per view in Las Vegas when Wilder and Ortiz do it a second time. Pretty good undercard too, when from the idea Leah Santa Cruz on there moving up to 130. We always like uh Fox undercard's not been bad. Not been bad. They put some fun bangers on there. We'll see what breaks down there. But uh, not the only boxing going on this Saturday, of course. We have a DAZN card from Indio, California. Andrew Andrew Cancio, the 130-pound champion in the WBA. Same night that Leo Santa Cruz is moving up for a chance at that secondary WBA title. Cancio will defend the full one against Rene Alvarado, but even bigger than that is his personal story, his journey to get here. It's inspirational. It's wild. You're going to hear it right now. An all-action fighter, a guy who wears his heart On a sleeve, a guy who brings that lunch pail and that hard hat to work by day to the gym in the early morning and by night, and he's going to bring that into the ring on Saturday.
0: I think that's magic.
1: Thank you, Dwyer. He is. It's Andrew Cancio coming at you right now, folks. Enjoy. All right. Fired up to get to talk to one of the hardest workers in all of boxing. Yes, indeed. A true warrior WBA. Super featherweight champion, Andrew Concio, who's going to be back in a rematch this Saturday in the zone Fantasy Springs Casino in Indio, California against Rene Alvarado. And Andrew, pleasure to get a chance to talk with you. Have been wanting to catch up with you for a long time because you got this hard work in every man's story on lockdown. It's impossible not to cheer for you. You feeling the love?
2: I sure am, and I'm sure I'm, and thank you for having me on the show. Appreciate it.
1: You, you, To go from somebody who's holding down a full-time job, which you are with the Southern California Gas Company and doing this boxing thing and fighting for your dreams, almost on the side to the level of being a world champion, has it become real to you?
2: Yes, it has. It has um, definitely have a, a lot of good um, perks that come with winning a world title. Um, you know, so it it definitely um it definitely has um uh, has changed and I I love it I love it. every every part of this journey that that I'm going through it's uh it's very fascinating
1: and exciting. You know, you seem to be a fighter who had a couple of defeats early on. You seem to learn from them. You're on a qu- quite a a hot run right now and really in your prime here at age 31. Uh, are we going full time boxing anytime soon?
2: I hope uh, that's the plan. It is definitely getting a lot harder. Um, this is my fifth time uh, fighting in a row, so since my comeback in it, it definitely is getting a little a um, little tough. Um, getting up in the morning and doing doing both, you know. It uh, in the beginning it was it was too bad because I had to get somewhere. I had you know there was a goal in mine. but now that I'm making um, some some money, some decent money, I I would definitely like to. Um, just focus on boxing eventually. Um, this whole week, I actually took off from, for the fight and, um, it's going to be on, uh, for unpaid leave. Um, I don't have no more vacation time, but it definitely, I, I, I felt the difference already, just being able to just relax and, uh, and wake up Monday with no alarm clock, um, and just go run, come back home, chill and just relax. So, um, I, I could definitely get used to doing this. Being able to do this throughout my whole camp would be, a, would be uh, amazing.
1: Oh, my gosh. You're building a legion of fans for the, for the way that you fight and the way that you carry out your story that are hoping for the same for you. It's hard not to cheer for you. Like I said, you mentioned that time you were away from the sport. You didn't fight at all in 2017. You took almost a two-year gap coming off of your loss to Jojo Diaz. Uh, what was going on mentally I- I for you during that time?
2: I, it was a, you know, it was a dark, dark time in my life. Uh, you know, I thought I was done with um, boxing. I um, I didn't even watch boxing on top of that. I didn't even follow it. I just, um, I just um, literally just, just um, was bumming it. Um, drinking beer, uh, eating, I didn't care. I didn't care about anything. Um, especially after the, the defeat was against Georgia Diaz, the way I went out too was, uh, was very depressing. So, in that time, I just, um, I just needed to reset, reset the body, reset the mind, and just find myself again, and it it took nearly two years to do that, and, um, since then, it's been on the up, you know, it's like I needed that little time away from the sport to gather myself and, and really, and really, um, refocus and, um, and figure out what I wanted to do, and, uh, sure enough, I, I came back to boxing, and it's worked out ever since, so, yeah, like you said, I feel like I'm in my prime right now. I feel like I'm right um, feel like, um, young again. Um, everything's been working well. Um, the way we're training, the way we're dieting, the way we're just taking care of our, 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 ourselves is is helping out tremendous. And then having a great team behind me, great coaches, great um, great manager that's been doing his job as a manager and actually um, looking out for the best interest of myself. I I, I really do appreciate the team that I have. So right now I just feel like everything's just clicking, everything's
1: working. That's a inspiring story. They make movies out of stories like that, but the, the movie's not o- the, the story's not over. You're only in the middle of it right now. And since you comeback, you're four and oh three KOs. Uh was there like a turning point moment in there? If I'm putting together a movie script of the life of Andre Cancio, where's that moment where you're like screw it. I'm going back. I got the love again. I want this. I got some things I haven't done yet. I'm ready to get back in that ring and go after that title.
2: Yeah, it was, um, you know, it was talking to my coach, um, Joseph, uh, Joseph Janet, um, Coach Oz, a.k.a. Coach Oz. And, uh, you know, talking to my manager, too, um, that I have right now. He wasn't my manager uh, before this, so... He um I he has a, he owns a restaurant um and I would go to breakfast. I love the spot. I, that's how I, I I met him actually. I used to spar one of his uh his fighters, uh, Daniel Twitch franco So I I met him um at the cafe and all that. So um he would talk to me. He'd tell me you're not done. You're not done. My coach would tell me you're not done. And then sure enough, you know little by little the each came back and um and uh, my kids wanted to see me fight again. So. And then I didn't want to leave the sport, um, the way I did, the way I lost to Jojo. I knew I had more to prove. And I, I didn't, I, and I knew, and I, deep down inside my heart, I always knew I couldn't be a world champion. It's just, it was, it was a, it was a rough road. Um, there was times where I didn't think I was going to make it. And, um, like I said, just that itch came back. And, um, before I knew it and I got back in the gym and I actually stayed in the gym, um, because it, it took like about six months. I was going to the gym. <laughs> one day out of the week and then I out another three three, four weeks. So um yeah, I just got the itch again and I, I got back in there and well, my manager that I have right now, Ray Chaparro, he um he reached out and got me a fight and then um ever since <coughs> then we've just we've been moving on it up. Just keep going uh training hard and, and keep winning these fights.
1: Now you're a world champion, you're main eventer card Saturday end of zone. Man, I didn't know you had Coach Haas in your corner. Big time fan of that guy on this podcast. Love the work he's done standing by Victor Ortiz's side. I don't know who's going to play him in the movie one day with that mohawk, but he can pull it off. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about,
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, he's a good dude. I love him, man. He's. Uh, I'm glad I walked into his gym, and I'm, I'm glad that he's my my uh, my head trainer right now. All
1: right, let's talk about this fight. You're facing Renee Alvarado, a a, a hard scrabble veteran here. You stopped him though in 2015. Ironically enough, or coincidentally enough, in the same location, Fantasy Springs Casino in Indio, where Saturday's rematch will be. Man, when you look back to December 2015, when you knocked him out, your life circumstances had to be extremely different from where they are today.
2: Yes, uh, it was, and I believe that was that was a comeback fight too. I think um, I was away from the the gym, the the ring. For quite a while before I took that fight, and uh, it was one of my toughest fights. Um, he's, um, like I said, he's a veteran, hard hitter. He's there, he's game, he's game. He's, he's he's in shape to go to war, and he throws a lot of punches. He has a, a good a good power, and uh, but yeah, no, I think um, everything has uh, changed uh, drastically for me um, coming into two- 2019 facing him this time around um i i i i definitely have never felt as as good as I have and um I feel that my combination, my job my everything about what I've been working on is gonna come out and play Saturday night and um uh, i I feel that I'm gonna be able to to defeat him once again and um showcase my skills again so but um I'm prepared for a all action all out action pack war because um, that's how I remember it the first time. It was a very tough fight for me.
1: And not only is this a tough opponent, but this is a guy who's 7-0 and since a 2017 loss to Yuri Orkus Gamboa. So he's coming in on a hot streak. He's got five KOs during that stretch. And you mentioned you're expecting action. I think fans are expecting action. If no one knew who you were on the mainstream level before 2019, we got quite an introduction with the way these fight two fights turned out, the title bout with Alberto Machado, the rematch, two knockout victories for you. What has been the key to your resurgence when you look at these two fights to, against Machado and the way you were able to surge despite being a heavy underdog specifically that first time?
2: The head movement, the throwing my jab behind my combinations. And then now I'm like, now I throw combinations before I was throwing one or two punches at a time. And I think all of that coming into play, um, three, you know, I'm throwing four, between four or six punch combinations where, um, even my sparring partners, they think that I'm done with the combination and then boom, I hit them a couple more times. It's like, I think that's what's going to be the key difference in, in this fight. And I think that's what was the difference with the Machalo fight. On hell, I'm able to, to finish my opponents off now because I'm more confident. I'm more confident in my abilities and in my combinations. So I just let them flow. I just let let my hands go and and then and then I just let let that dictate the fight. And um, I think that's what's going to be the the key to success for me this weekend.
1: Well, you've got the WBA title at 130 pounds, the the real one, the one that matters. But uh, we're also going to be seeing another version of that same belt contested. This Saturday night, same night in Las Vegas on the undercard of the Deontay Wilder pay-per-view, when Leo Santa Cruz faces Miguel Flores. Uh, your thoughts on that fight and the idea of getting the winner in there against you if you can hang out on, on Saturday?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think um, you know they they put that that belt for Leo to win. Um, I don't see why I'm not the super um, champion or why I couldn't fight him for it, but. Um, it is what it is, but I, if I were to come out victorious, um, like we plan to, I definitely would like, um, for the NBA to order that fight as a mandatory, uh, for our next fight and, uh, and see who the real super, um, super, super featherweight champion in the world is. So, yeah, I mean, if, if everything goes well, I would love that fight. I would love to fight, um, the winner out of those two, which, you know, I know, um, a lot of people think Leo Sondes is going to win this fight, so, you know, it doesn't matter who it is, but I, would, I definitely would like to like that that shot of that belt.
1: Oh, Antri, correct me if I'm wrong, man. This fight would be—I mean, you, you and Leo both have to advance and win, like you mentioned, but this fight would be one of them type of all-California, all-Mexican-American, let-the-hands-go type of, uh, I-I-need-to-be-there. I-need-to-be-front-row. I-need-to-check-this-out kind of fight, uh— would you welcome in Leo to your to your weight class and, and believe he can compete on this level? How fired up would you be for this type of showdown?
2: Oh, I'm very fired up. Um, like I've said it before, I don't care which champion it is at 130. I'm not here to shy away from anybody. And since you know we're both WBA champs, or like I said, whoever wins that bell, whoever it's going to be that Saturday, and as long as I come out victorious, um, yeah, I mean. There's no reason why we, we couldn't, uh, we couldn't make this fight happen. Yeah. You know? I, mean, I don't care that he's with Al and I'm with Golden Boy, you know, Gary Russell Jr. Um, fought Jojo Diaz. It was Al Heyman versus Golden Boy, um, fighters. So I don't see why we couldn't make this fight happen. Um, stylistically, it's a great fight for the fight. And uh, like you said, um, I'm, I'm, I'm open to it. Like I said, I, I want the, the biggest fights, the biggest purses and, and it'd be a great fight for, uh, for everybody. That,
1: that would be a fantastic piece of business there. Hopefully we can make it happen. Like you mentioned, we're seeing more often, it seems, more guys crossing the political street. I mean, we saw Andy Ruiz take on Anthony Joshua. We can't wait to see that rematch and see how that plays out as well. Uh, if you don't mind, tell me a little bit about your family and, and your kids and their reaction to seeing you uh, ins- go, ter- make such an inspirational turn and really live out your own dreams right now. What type of impact is that having on your kids?
2: You know, I think they
1: still, my daughter knows more, but I, they're kind of like, they,
2: they just think it's real cool that, you know, we're getting all this, uh, this, this, um publicity, this little bit of fame. And they like seeing me on the big screen, you know, or, you know, on the main event. And then not only that, just, um, a sold out arena. That's like the first time they got to experience all that. And then just everybody chanting my name. It's been, it's been real. My, my, my son loves it. My daughter loves it. Um, you know i i don't think they really 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 truly know the magnitude of being a world champion is just yet they just think my son just thinks i want to belt you know (laughs) that i that's my trophy which it is but there's more to it behind that you know he i don't think he realizes how how big it is to be a world champion uh as a boxer so um but yeah no they love it you know and i just keep grinding away from them and uh like i said i i want the big purses that way i can uh quit running, and uh, be able to buy my, my dream house.
1: Absolutely. Now, I hear from my co-host, Rafe Bartholomew, who's been on the Concio train since day one, telling me about this this Blythe, California population of people that come out and represent for you. You've got this fan base. you got these these folks. Are uh, uh, you building an army here of, of, of Cancio followers?
2: Um, it seems that way. Uh, you know, before, I, I mean, I would always... All a good attraction, but now like selling out the place and in Fantasy Springs, you know, moving the ring towards the middle now and then uh, taking some uh, media sheets out now and to get more of my fans in is uh, it's incredible. Um, you know, I just try to put on a show each time and train my butt off for it. And um, you guys know my style. I don't, I don't ever disappoint. It's always a, uh, I'm always there for a good uh, a good fight. I'm always ready for a good fight. So I just I just feel like you know the more the more people put my my story out there like like you guys and the listeners that are following I go go home and if they haven't heard about me they hopefully they they go and look me up and they they see um they see my fight and stuff but I I I just I'm just trying to put on a good show and uh, continue living my dream and uh, and going after the bigger fights.
1: When you say bigger fights, is there a is there a one name, and it could be Leo. You can correct me if there's anybody else, but I mean, do you have sort of that one name? No disrespect to Rene Alvarado, you're gonna to have to get through a tough test on Saturday. But what is sort of that dream fight for you that you you know think about at night when you lay your head down and say that's the one that's gonna make me a star? Um, like I said
2: that one. Everything works out, and I'm not looking past another um, by any means, but for sure. Miguel Bichel. I feel like that's uh that's my dream fight. That's the uh, um Arturo gatti Mickey War type fight, um Eric Morales, Marco Antonio Barrera. um all action packed um war. I think that's
1: uh that would be my dream fight. Wow, that would be a dream for fans indeed, and look, uh, you keep on this run. The great folks at the Southern California gas company we may have to say goodbye one day are the are is everyone there behind you in terms of uh you coming back and being a regular guy, but you're this world champion with a title is everybody high five in are they fired up for Saturday? Oh,
2: they're fired up I got you know i got my my supervisors are going um, I got coworkers that bought tickets that are gonna go. I got people from other bases that I used to work with, um, that are going to be going, you know, I just, um, I, I got a, a huge, huge, uh, huge support through that, through the, um, uh, Southern California guys with me as well. And yeah. Those guys already know me. They, I'm a joke too. I like to joke around and have fun with them. And I just carry myself the same, the way I've always have. But, um, but yeah, no, they, they,
1: they like seeing me, um, uh, go out there and, uh, and perform. Can't wait to see it. This Saturday, DZone, Indio, California, the rematch with Renee Alvarado, WBA title on the line. And as we mentioned, could be some big business ahead with a victory. Andrew, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, man. Your story's humbling and inspiring. And I know, like I mentioned, we're only in the middle of it. There's only more chapters to come. So best of luck on Saturday. Thank you very
2: much. And thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
1: Take care. Wow, I-, I was moved by that. Special thanks again to Andre Concio for stopping by the show for Bernie Barmesel, publicist to the stars for setting that up. Double B had been on me like, hey, 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 BC, man. Love your work. Got to get you in there with Cancio. You're going to love him. And he was right on. A guy who Rafe Boogs had followed the journey for a while there. Blythe, California, the background for Andrew Cancio. It's hard not to cheer for him entering this fight against Alvarado. It's a fun style. I want to see him get to that level where he's fighting those big names. The Miguel Burcheltz, the uh, Leo Santa Cruz, really anybody. I mean, you talk about 126, 130. You're talking about. Up to lightweight, even. That's a pocket uh, of weight classes with many big names. Many guys, Dwyer. Many guys. You know where I'm going with that. Hold on a second. I know.
0: I've looked at a lot of guys. Yes,
1: I know that. I know that. Okay. I know that's not the way men do it.
0: Many guys. Many guys.
1: Many guys. Many guys of note in those divisions. Uh, From the Teofimo Lopez's juniors to the Vasily Lomachenko's, Gervonta Davis... Uh, Gary Russell Jr., Carl Frampton, who will be on the State of Combat podcast next week in an interview that you won't want to miss. So many fun names out there, hoping Concio can can cash in and uh, make it happen across networks, across that political divide. If he can keep winning and keep doing it, another welcome, fun player indeed. Uh, Special thanks again to Deontay Concio as well. Special thanks to you for uh, injecting yourself with this one and only unmistakable, untraceable performance-enhancing audio reminder. Check out our Wilder Ortiz preview show from earlier in the week, our bonus interview episode with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And get ready for this weekend coming up. The SOC does not stop. Saturday night after Wilder Ortiz comes to a close, whether you stay up all night or you wake up early Sunday morning, you're going to get a taste of BC and the bugs. Ray Bartholomew joining me in your ear hole. The instant analysis edition with the the right away reaction to what we see from this heavyweight theater. Who who stays alive? Who raises their hand after Wilder Ortiz? And you know big business ahead with Tyson Fury out there with the winner of the December 7th, Andy Ruiz Jr., Deontay, I'm sorry, Anthony Joshua rematch. There's so much fun going on in the heavyweight division. We're going to break down the fight on Saturday and what we think will happen next after that. And Sunday, if you're a pro-wrestling, Mark, of course, is Survivor Series. And the SOC boys are going to have you covered again after that with the instant analysis. Will CM Punk show up? Wow. Probably not. But you don't know. I mean, it's in Chicago. Who knows? You already know I'm the best. I, uh, yeah, that was not out of context. That was uh, Jermell Charlo. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. I love Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, baby.
0: Mike Tyson. Hey, hey, nice, Mike Tyson. I
1: love Mike Tyson. Go. Hey, nice. Let's go. All right. Uh, so uh, the SOC, it just don't stop. It just don't stop. This is the combat audio show that's attempting attempting to take over your life. It'll take your soul if you let it. Oh, yeah, but don't you let it. No, you can let it. You can let it happen.
0: He took his nuts. Now you got to take his whole. Yeah,
1: take his whole soul away. Take his whole soul away. This is what this show is trying to do. At least take up all your free time. But, uh, you know, your boy BC's got your back. So uh, thank you for your patronage. Five-star review if you can in this combat holiday season. Pay it forward. All that good stuff. But, yeah, that's all I got for you today. Get fired up. It's a big weekend of combat sports coming your way. Don't forget, around the corner, if you like skinhead white guy stuff, it's UFC 245. We're going to be blowing that one out as well like only the state of combat can. I'm just not sure if you're ready for the true coming your way.
2: He knows I'm very true guy, and I know my true, and he knows he's true, and he's not ready for true. I have
1: no idea what that means, Gennady, but I, I love it. I love hearing your voice. I love it. I'm fired up. I'll not back down. I'll never jack. I'll be there until I can't breathe. But for Deontay Wilder, Andrew Cancio, it's your boy, BC, signing off. Follow us, State of Combat, on Twitter, at B Campbell CBS as well at Brian C Campbell on Instagram if you get down like that. But as for now, I've got two words for you folks. You ready for this? Yeah. We out.